Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and a new series titled GTP 2023. What is it? Doing interviews with manufacturers, drivers, teams, all the folks that interest us as we get ready for IMSA's brand new hybrid formula. Prototypes coming next season. Acura, BMW, Cadillac, and Porsche all signed up for year one. Lamborghini coming in 2024 all using these hybrid GTP prototypes. And for this episode, we have Laura Wontrop-Klauser, GM's sports car racing program manager, and Mark Stilo, GM's director of motorsports competition engineering. Fun conversation about recent testing, what they're learning, also the changes taking place inside of the organization, all needed to adapt to this high-tech GTP formula. So let's get rolling here with our friends. Laura, Mark, great to have you here joining us as we are launching a new podcast and written initiative here just to get folks up to speed, clued in, and hopefully super, super educated about what's coming with this new GTP formula. It's been great to read, great to see of late the laps being turned by the new hybrid Cadillac why don't we just start with coming off of the last test, the three-day run at Road Atlanta. Laura, why don't you give us some insights on the feeling within your team, your group coming out of that test, just in terms of where you're at getting ready for homologation, more testing, and then uh, going under the first green flag here for this new formula in just a couple months' time. Yeah, it was a great test. We put a lot of miles on the car, which is always a good thing. Uh, But in addition to just turning laps, we were working through all different things, whether it was tires or hybrid integration or electronics, layouts for the dash, all of those things were covered, um, which is awesome. It's great when you can find a way to get that to-do list done as well as keep the cars moving because we want to see how they're going to react as everything starts to age and it starts to have the mileage behind it. Um, But otherwise, it was, uh, there's always way more to do than you have time for. So our list continues to be long and we're already anxiously awaiting our next test when we get a chance to run the car. Um, but happy to have had this one. Happy to be in a situation now where we're, we've transitioned from just getting the car to run to testing, working through all of these different things, trying, you know, option A and option B and being able to compare back and forth and, and make a decision. So I think good spirits for sure in the Cadillac program were terrified of the clock ticking, <laughs> the Rolex 24 <laughs> race, but it's uh, everyone is super motivated and engaged and I'm, I know we're going to get there and we're going to be ready. Mark, one of the things that intrigues me is great. IMS is going to be the first among all the major North American uh, forms of motor racing to go hybrid. I know, though, looking at uh, General Motors, if I look at uh, Acura, Honda, HPD in particular, they're not just going to be playing in IMSA with only hybrids here in the future. I know uh, on your side, uh, we'll obviously have IndyCar going hybrid. We hear about NASCAR hoping to go hybrid. Is there any area of the learning about and, and trying to really become experts in energy recovery systems and hybridization uh, within the, the engine bay that will pay benefits to General Motors 
other hybrid programs potentially in the future? Or are you still just way too focused on the need of going endurance racing here in January before uh, worrying about uh, how this knowledge you're gaining might filter elsewhere? Right now, I'd say our OE experience is feeding into the race program. And right now, I'd say GM's learning going to the help the race car from all the learnings we have from our, uh, you know, hardware in the loop integration and things like that and driving simulator activities on the production side and the racing side This really fed into the helping us get the LMDH program off the ground and launched. So as we move into this a little farther, we get a little more mature. We get through some of the teething pains that Laura has talked about. I can imagine we will probably start trying to use the LMDH GTP platform as a test laboratory to try out different theories and, and maybe push that back on the production side. So you know, we've been, you know, we've been challenged by our leadership to uh, use motorsports as a way to to grow uh, technology and people and give that racing spirit back into the mainstream organization. So we're taking these opportunities to sharpen our skills and, and push technology both directions. 10-4. So, Laura, could you share some insights on the process of testing at this phase for you, your, your Cadillac team partners, uh, everybody involved in the program? What, what is going on right now when you, whether it was Road Atlanta or wherever you might go next, is this a locking down final aspects of the car we're solely focused on perfecting it before we have to go into homologation are there aspects of pure performance that you're trying to extract to see how quickly the car can go uh, durability of systems as such there's a lot of things you can try and achieve at a test just curious are there any specific areas you're locked in on saving some for future tests or how do you go about what you're doing right now well, unfortunately, with the timeline we're working in, you have to do it all. Um, and it's, it's a huge juggling act to figure out of the very long list of everything that needs to happen and all the different groups that support the car. And they all have their own priorities and, and bringing that together and saying, okay, I have the whole list. Now we have to prioritize it for the program. And I have to give a shout out to Aaron Pfeiffer on my team who has been leading this for us. He's doing a phenomenal job listening to all the different parties involved, whether it's the team, Delara, our engine team, you know, that's GM or Michelin or other entities we've worked with for different suppliers on the car, Bosch for the hybrid system, Williams, the battery, all of those together, they all have things they want us to be looking at. And of course, if you ask them, everything on their list is super urgent and we absolutely <laughs> have to get it done now. So he's been bringing all of that together, bringing the whole group together, making plans that make sense, balancing that across the two cars we have running right now, the one with CGR and the one with AXR, uh, which has really actually enabled a lot of this because having the two vehicles has given us a chance to take the test plan and divide and conquer. So it's a lot of um, balancing. And I don't know if Aaron thought when he signed up that this is uh, he was going to be doing more leadership and, and management than um, necessarily work on the car technically, but he does it both, and we're lucky to have him. He does a great job. Nice uh, Christmas bonus coming, hopefully, uh, <laughs> for him, but for everybody, obviously. So the two of you are racers, uh, have been in racing for a long time. would love to hear about some aspects of this, obviously your new car, but this formula in general things that might intrigue you or that you find interesting different than the the dpi formula we just put to uh put to rest 
Mark, maybe start with you going back to you. And then Laura would love to hear you share some insights as well, but just from a, again, lifetime racers, passionate folks who love the sport, share with fans of endurance racing. What are some of the cool things about this new formula? We're like, okay, we're doing new stuff. I like this. Well, the, the cool thing is, you know, you know, I started this job to almost two years ago, Laura and I got rolling, uh, our leadership's kind of whispered in our ear that they were thinking about doing this, but we really got kicked off at uh, Daytona 24 hour 2020. So that's really where the starting pistol got fired. And then Laura and I were immediately scrambling. Luckily we had great partners with Delara and uh, then we also worked very hand in hand with, uh, with design staff to be able to design something within this new rule set. That's very Cadillac and gives that brand identity to it. But also at the same time, we had to pivot internally with our powertrain partners, Russell Blanus and company, to figure out how we're going to, what are we going to grab, or what are we going to build to power this thing? So literally, we've been in a sprint for the last how many months now, Laura? Like eight, I don't know, 16, 17 months. Yeah, February 2021 was the official green yeah. light for the program. To where we're at now, and it's it, you know that part of it as a as a racer and as an engineer, I. I've enjoyed the challenge, but it's, you don't have a whole lot of time to wring your hands and go through a lot of decision-making. It's kind of like you get 80% of the data or 50% of the data and go. So, you know, that's part of the, the DNA of being in the racing environment is, is being lean and agile, make decisions on your feet and, and move forward. Luckily, Laura's lo- lot of years of experience in DPI, we're able to kind of leverage that moving forward. And also with some of the teams we've hooked up with is a good, good, tie in there also i'm a lifelong fan of turbocharging uh, my father was working on servicing turbocharged streetcars uh late 70s i grew up around it i do though want to thank y'all for pro- putting a naturally aspirated v8 forward into this new gtp uh, uh formula here because just from the sound of the new cat right the dpi your dpi was already amazing obviously the corvettes have just been you know class leading in terms of sound quality of race cars for decades but wow this thing just sounds amazing it offsets the other engine the sound of the other engine so amazingly but laura what about you what are some of the things where just as a you know someone who who's loved racing been involved in it for a long time what are some of the areas of this new formula this new car you're like all right I dig this. The thing I think I love the most about this car and this program is it's really offered an opportunity to diversify the people that are involved. If you think about it, this new technology, if you've been in racing for the past 20 years, you have 20 years of fantastic experience, but you don't have 20 years of experience in this technology. So it's allowed us to grow our team so that we have the 20-year veterans that bring all of that good experience to the table for racecraft and understanding all of that, but yet allowed us to bring some newbies into the fold um, that have the experience on the electronic side, on the control side, working with electric power in conjunction with the, the ice power. So I've loved how it's changed who's involved And I've loved watching the two different groups, the veterans and the newbies, 
work and grow and learn together. In fact, I think it's going to be incredible to see what some of our young people who've joined the team come out with after they spent years under the guidance of people that have been doing this for so long and such great mentorship. They're going to be killing it, especially back in, you know, when they come back to GM production, if they want to do that. We are building some phenomenal people and it's making all of us better. I wanted to stay with that for a moment. Something I've heard more and more about with this new hybrid formula, and that is on the manufacturer side, it's great to have a bunch of veterans been around forever, raced all kinds of things, their knowledge and whatever facet of, of the vehicle, that'll be amazing in helping to develop it. But I've also heard the interest in younger engineers, newer engineers, those who are maybe somewhat fresh out of university, who've only grown up in a world with EVs or hybrids and whatnot, different than some of us who've, again, maybe been around a while longer. Can either of you speak to that, the interest you've seen within the company or those who've applied and said, let me in, because this new hybrid endurance racing formula, it's actually something that has been part of their life uh, forever instead of some of us who are having to learn about this stuff. I'll let Laura answer that. She's been uh, getting building the team much closer than I have. So, Yeah, we have had quite a collection of interest reaching out and for sure more diverse than what we think of in the past when we think racing. Uh, and really, it's it's a collection of things as we've been building the team on the sports car side. Uh, we have people that are interested in the new technology and for sure have reached out about that. We also have people that have gotten very interested in Drive to Survive and have picked up <laughs> racing as something that's intriguing to them. Um, so, you know, they're reaching out because they're interested in learning more about the world that they were exposed to that way. Uh, and then you have those that are still, they've been race fans a long time and they want to get involved in racing, but they do still love the new technology because for them, it's a way to make racing even more exciting than it was in the past. So I'd say from that standpoint, it's been great. It's given us the opportunity to speak to people that maybe wouldn't have looked at our posting in the past. Uh, and it's given us the chance to really reach out and find the best of the best. One or two more quick questions for you. So for some of the other manufacturers that I've spoken with as they've been testing and readying their new cars for next year, they've described a bit of a, a visual change. If we talk about you know, a proverbial garage, wherever you might be testing, had them share whether it was a, a DPI or maybe a GT car, whatever it was, you look at the amount of people at a test in the garage and prior to this hybrid GTP uh, formula, you'd see a lot of good folks, a decent amount of folks, but maybe a little bit more of an analog approach, right? Didn't need a thousand laptops and tons of folks in white shirts, all in the engineering and, you know, physics uh, degrees and that kind of stuff. At least for the other manufacturers I've spoken with, they've said, yeah, you look at a test right now and boy, there's a bunch of additional proverbial white shirts, folks with laptops. And it's not just kind of, uh, you know, dirt under the fingernails, uh, analog racing days anymore. How much of a shift have you seen on, on your side so far, Laura, as you're getting ready uh, to go racing here with this beautiful new Cadillac? Is this something where folks who know uh, writing code and, and their software are certainly playing a much bigger role than maybe would have seen in years past? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, the the number of laptops on the tables has grown. In fact, we've already talked about how we have to reconfigure our engineering mobile office that we bring to the track to have more seats because we have more people that are coming and supporting from that capacity. Wow. Uh, it's it's a significantly more complicated car. But in order to start with a new technology or to start down that path, you're going to have to have that complication initially. And eventually we'll get it figured out and we'll find a way that we won't need as many people right there on site because we'll have everything working as it should. But this initial part, it, it takes it takes steps to get there. So this is all part of trying something new. And again, it's part of the excitement because it's given that opportunity for all these people to be involved and have these great ideas and figure it out together. Yeah, back to your earlier question, back to your earlier questions about engineers, like it gives a young person also a chance to step up and become the technical expert on a team because we've never needed a EBS electric brake system, you know, expert on the team before. So now we have those people also. So gives opportunities for young people to step up. I love the fact that we get to start using terms like brake maps and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, we haven't had to do that before, uh, at least, yeah, uh, for what we've normally done here. Last question, and it's meant in a little bit of a fun spirit. So looking at the press release that uh, our friend Dave Lewandowski put together after the most recent road Atlanta test, I had a little bit of a, a, a laugh because I pictured like a deli scenario with a take a little the little take a number machine of all the drivers and all the quotes. It seemed like there were 400 driver quotes in that press release, and I loved it. And it seemed like all of them just wanted to be in the car, get more laps, some of them for the first time. But can you speak to that a little bit, Laura, of the spirit among the drivers on your partner teams? And I'm sure that is yet another thing to manage. Yeah, okay, we'd love to let you loose for four hours in the car, Bourdais or whomever else, but you got to learn how to share. Didn't they teach that in kindergarten? What's it been like managing these competitive race car drivers who just want to get in and learn knowing that, hey, we got some other objectives and we, you need to let some others drive too. Our Cadillac drivers and our Corvette drivers, for that matter, are fantastic. I don't know what lottery we won. Well, I do because we kind of picked them. <laughs> but um, they, uh, you know, we have really good people across the board that race the cars for us. And it's been a fun experience to have them involved. They all come from different backgrounds and have different experiences. Some of them have some experience in either electric vehicles or hybrid vehicles of the past. Um, some of them don't. And it's an opportunity for them to come together and bring those experiences to the table and help us. And they were helping us back in the development phase as well, before the car even hit the ground. The drivers were involved talking to us about the steering wheel controls and things that they interface with and experience that they had had in the past. So we've integrated them from day one making sure that, you know, we're working with them because ultimately they have to go out and drive this car. So we need to make sure that they feel comfortable. They know what's going on. They understand it. But yes, trying to manage all of the different things is tricky. And, you know, you try to pair the driver with the test program that makes sense for them. But then you also mix it up sometimes because everyone's got to drive the car. Everyone has to be successful in the car. So we move them around. But um, they, the conversations I hear among each other, and they talk when they get out of the car, they speak with each other and they explain what they just did and they try to problem solve together and they work through that. That has been what's really cool. They're working together so well. And that's across the program, not just the two that are in the car together. 
you know, it's all of them that are in the Cadillacs and they're sharing ideas and, and we love it. So again, like I said, we hit the driver lottery. We've got fantastic people in the car with us. Well, congratulations on everything you've been able to achieve so far getting this program ready and can't wait to speak next time about the upcoming developments. Lauren, Mark, thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you. Thanks for having us.